Sorry, we were in here making adjustments. <laughs> <laughs> and we are all set. We are back on Rogers Television and on 570 News. However, you have joined us today. We're certainly glad that you did. Uh, and more on Humboldt and the Broncos as our morning continues. Mike Farwell is uh, definitely, of course, so connected to that hockey world and will be uh, bringing you much, much more from the community of uh, Humboldt. Uh, the team president, Kevin Geringer, will join Mr. Farwell uh, this morning. And then again at noon, uh, we do have that special coming up for you. I'm just making sure. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Monday at noon, a one-hour commercial-free show, uh, Humboldt Strong, uh, hosted by Mark Sutcliffe. So good morning, Chantel. You're here. Good morning, Hi. Jennifer. So we're going to take a half hour to do what you and I always do, which is to discuss relationships yes and uh we've um and i yeah i was just i was just mentioning that whole um that i like the hashtag humboldt strong like we're sending you strength mm -hmm. i just i don't the the expectation of people to be strong when when in reality they're absolutely incapable and falling apart that's what i often find strange about the way our culture cuz there are places mm -hmm. in the world who really um, just let their grief out. Yes, in a physical, tangible way. Yeah, and we sort of, we sort of kind of want to rush people through it. I find we're backwards. We're backwards. We're backwards. And you know, on the drive up, I was listening uh, to five seventy, and um, they're talking about how at the memorial this weekend in Saskatchewan, how strong the parents were, and they didn't cry, and. It's, it's a repression. There's so much repression in our culture, which is why there's so much unhappiness in our culture. And again, we're seeing this over and over where there's something that's devastating and the word strong and be strong. And I saw your post on Facebook about, mm -hmm. no, just let it out. And I agree with you. You need to let it out. You need to work your grief. And I connect with this on a certain level because when I was 17, my sister who was 21 passed away. So I understand what it's like for a family to lose a child. Mm -hmm. And I, I see firsthand what it does to that family. I see what happens when you repress your emotions. I, what happened to me was in my late 30s, there, you know, my cat passed away. And as my cat was dying, I was connecting my cat to my sister and saying to my cat, I'm going to be there for you the way that I wasn't for my sister. Because as a 17-year-old, you know, first of all, it's hard to understand the concept of death. It's hard to understand the fact that your sister is dying. Yeah, It comes as much as a surprise when you're 17. In my family, it certainly did because I felt very sheltered from my sister's illness because my mom taught her how to live, not how to be sick. Mm -hmm. And so my sister went in the hospital and came out all the time. Yeah. So when my sister went in for the last time, my brain didn't understand it was the last time because we cycle, right? right? What's yeah. familiar. I was expecting her to come home, even though family was coming from North Bay. We lived in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. I wasn't grasping what was going on. And our family was devastated by this. And I didn't know how to grieve. And when it hit me in my late 30s, it was a five-year depression that took me to hell and back. So it's important to understand that you need to go through your emotions and you need to work through your emotions and not look at other people and say, I'm going to shelve myself to help you get through this. Mm -hmm. You need to get through this and you need to show people how. 
And it's funny because it always comes back. Any avoidance technique you use, mm-hmm. um, any way you try to push grief away, it it doesn't stay gone. It presents it's as it, that's it. It presents back as a as a, a headache. You know, it comes knocking and says, "Okay, you need to deal with me. You need to talk to me. You need to deal with me." And then you say, "No, no, not right now." And then it presents as a headache or some kind of physical manifestation. Sometimes mm-hmm. it it always comes back. Um, yeah, and I just I, I think my thing was just to give people permission to be broken, mm-hmm. just to be to, permission to just. Um, grieve. And I know when people say, you know, be strong, that they have the best of intentions. I know that's not coming from a place where they, um, you know, are, are trying to be hurtful. Um, but but we can't we can't expect people who are in the depths of despair, in the hole of grief to climb out of it. Mm-hmm. We need to get into it with them, I yes. think. Oh, yes. And not, you don't have to own it or carry it. You just have to just, just Support be. It. Just be, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, we'll talk a, a little bit about about grief today, because Lord knows sometimes relationships and grief go hand in hand. They don't have to, yeah, but sometimes they do. Well, grief is a part of life, and and you can have the most amazing relationship. I have a great relationship with my husband. Do I still grieve my sister? Do I still break mm-hmm. down and cry? I'm 45 now. She mm-hmm. passed away when I was 17. I can I can count at least one day in the past seven where I broke down and cried about my sister. Grief is not a process that ends. No. And it's funny because I don't know if I if I wrote this before this happened or or shortly after, but it really was in the past few days where I said on Twitter, our body grieves because a finite being, this cannot understand infinity. And so we have to let our body go through that grieving process. We are made to be emotional. This is a physical world and we are in a physical body and our body will have physical reactions to this world. And I keep saying emotions are physical sensations within your body. You can pinpoint what it is based on where it is. You know, the pit of your stomach, anxiety, around your heart, that's fear, up in your throat, that's grief. And so recognizing that your body has to go through these physical things in order to go through the emotional levels that you're going to have allows you to have them and cycle through them and not repress them and keep them inside of you until you hit your late thirties. And then boom, it blows up in this full blown depression because you didn't handle it bit by bit. And Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's hitting you full force. And it takes a while to recognize that too. Like I remember and and totally different scene. I mean, I was fairly young. I was 25 when my mother died and had never had anything bad happen Mm. to me before that. But like you say, like, I I mean, I remember within the last, um, you know, five or six years running out of her wax paper. I think I told you this story. She, it was her wax paper because I I didn't use it. And I, and I, I I used the last piece in the kitchen and I literally melted onto the ground and I thought, what, what's wrong with me? Why am I not over this? And then Mm -hmm. I realized like, well, that's an unrealistic, it's an expectation. Like you said, it doesn't. It doesn't ever go away. Mm-hmm. It doesn't ever. Um, I often say, like, it, you you'll be happy again, but nothing's ever the same. It right. just isn't the same. No. It's different. Yeah. yeah, your your yeah. your life does change. It absolutely yeah. does change. Go with it. Yeah, you know it's um, Bruce Lee. Be the water. 
right? Mm -hmm. Flow, flow through life. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Let life carry you. If you fight it, you will drown. Mm -hmm. Let life carry you through these ups and downs. Yeah. So into our relationship challenge 2018, which has been happening uh, with you on your website, um, canadasdatingcoach.com. Com. Thank you. Sometimes I want to say the other one, but it's not. Uh, and on Facebook as well. Yeah. Uh, so let's. We're, so we're going to get to step four. Do yes. we need to recap, or how do we want to do it? I'm just going to do it really quick. Okay. Step one was meditation. That's yep. sh- shrinking your fight or flight, so it reduces those unnecessary fights because you're not simply reacting to your brain blitzing on you. Step two is creating that positive brain. So writing three gratitudes a day because you're switching your brain from an instinctual negative nature to a now more evolved positive nature. Step three, releasing your emotions, riding those waves. If you don't surf it, you're going to get sucked under. So let yourself ride your emotional ups and downs. And that brings us to step four. And that is detaching your emotional roller coaster from other people's rides. Because we've been taught to exteriorize everything about ourselves, right? You want to feel better by this. And so every time that we find ourselves focusing in on ourselves, there's like a trigger in our brain that says, no, you're selfish. You need to look at the people around you and deal with their feelings. How are you going to make them feel better? And so we spin on other people's emotional rides. We ride their roller coasters, their ups and downs. And that means that we're helpless to deal with our own. And what you need to do when you lead the, the way to healing, we're monkeys designed to follow. We're monkeys designed to learn through imitation. You cannot heal another person by willing it, by wishing it, by trying to heal them. If you are not healed, you're like the blind leading the blind. Who are they going to look to in order for to find an example of how they can heal? The way that I heal my relationship was working on myself, detaching my emotional roller coaster from my husband. Every time I thought about him and how he was feeling and what I was going to do to change that, I went, oh, wait a second. No, this is the wrong train of thought. And I brought myself into the immediate moment. Where am I? What am I doing right now? I'm, I'm standing between my living room and my kitchen. What do I need? How am I going to settle myself? Because me spinning on him means we're both spinning. Me detaching my emotional roller coaster from his ups and downs means I can control my spin. I can make it more smooth. And then I can say to him, look at where I am. This is how I'm doing it. Come and join me. And my husband, three years ago, looked at me and said, I don't think I'll ever be happy. He's looking at me today going, yeah, things are pretty good. Mm. So me putting myself in a good place showed him what a good place looked like. But if you're overwhelmed by your your own emotions, you can't help somebody get through that themselves because you're not showing them how it's done. And you talked about how, um, you know, calming your own self and your own, and your own storms. Uh, again, like that example, you talk about it because, because people, you, people won't argue with themselves. Yes. So if you can't, if you don't engage in mm-hmm. that detrimental kind of form of communication, yeah. Soon that doesn't work, even if you're the only one who's being kind of self-aware or meditating or trying to carve those new paths, even if you don't have to try to convince somebody else to do it, because once you've done it for yourself, that form of communication 
that one that we kind of fall back into easily. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you. Yes. It just doesn't work anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And you, you know, like you want people to take responsibility for their existence, for their existence. You want people to be able to self-manage, right? Like if you're in a relationship and things are rocky at home, what are you wishing your partner did? Are you wishing that they spent more time thinking about things before reacting to them? Are you wishing that they knew how to calm themselves down? Are you wishing that they had less stress and less anxiety and less grief and less angst in general? If that's what you're wishing your partner was, again, my number one relationship rule is not fair to ask for anything you're not willing to do first. So you must lead the way. You have to present yourself as an example. Look at me, how calm I am. Look at me, how settled I am. Look at me getting emotional, but not letting that drag me into a dark place. And I say this, we infect each other, Mm. right? Self-care radiates If you want your partner to be able to take care of themselves, your children to take care of themselves, you must radiate that from the inside out. And you're so right. I mean, everybody has has been in a situation where they just feel, feel, physically, tangibly feel somebody else's energy, whether Mm -hmm. that's an amazing kind of, you know, exciting energy that you want to feel, or perhaps it's a really negative one and you're not even sure what it's about, but you know where it's coming from. You do. Yeah. It's contagious. It is. Yeah. You know, the best compliment I got actually was uh, last weekend. Um, I was going to a party and I was carpooling with, with somebody who was going to that same party. And he said, you know, every time I find out that you're going to a party that I'm going to, I get more excited about that party. Oh, that's a nice thing to say. And it's, it's about Is it because you give him free love advice? <laughs> Probably. Probably. No, no it's you know totally what, though, on, I'm teasing you. I got to say, mm-hmm. and, and this, is, this is a compliment that I heard before. Mm-hmm. Go, I went into a party and somebody said, the moment you walked into the room, it changed. The vibe changed. Yeah. And it's that's exactly what this other person was saying this last weekend is I bring a vibe with me that elevates the room because I don't let people stay in a negative place because I'm controlling my environment. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to bring a poopy attitude into this room, and I've done this, I've literally had somebody walk into a room like we've all been, you know, waiting for somebody to come for us to all go somewhere. And they were late. They walked in the room and this torrent of words about all the mishaps. And I went, no. And they stopped. And I go, you go out that door and you come back in here with a smile on your face. Mm-hmm. And they did exactly Change that. Change that energy. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have, uh, you have things to give away and things I to do. talk about coming up. Okay. So uh, let's take a break and we will come back and we will uh, talk about the giveaways and we'll talk about where to find you. Mm-hmm. And I did have a listener letter that uh, I'm interested in in hearing what you have to say about. Perfect. It's kind of one of those reoccurring themes when it comes to love and relationships and dating and such. So it won't be the first time you've ever heard it, but we'll do that next right here on 570 News. Okay, we are back with Chantel Hyde, who is Canada's dating coach. And um, what do we need to do next? Do you want to do the listener letter? Or do Let's we do wanna... the listener letter. Okay. So this was... Um, and gosh, I can't remember exactly what kind of relationship issue we were talking about. It had to do with another story. And then I got an email from a listener who said, how do I heal a relationship? How do I 
uh, get past. Those were her words. How do I get past finding out my husband is looking for dates on Craigslist? And because you weren't here, I wanted to know what what the audience would tell her um, mm. at Star 570 and at uh, 519-570-2545. Would you, that's a number you can call right now if you have a question for Chantel. Sorry, I should have said that earlier. Mm. Um, but uh, overwhelmingly, their callers were male. Mm. And overwhelmingly, they said, walk away. Right. Can't fix him. Which I guess we just talked about. You can't fix him. She can't fix him. No, she can't. She can't. Yeah, um, but most of the callers were 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 um, yeah in in support of her leaving. But her words to me said something. How do I get past? Mm-hmm. So it didn't sound to me like she wanted to leave. Right. Um, which and, and infidelity is not necessarily a sign that the relationship is over. It's it's a symptom of something. Um, you know, and I, I do say like the number one reason why men cheat is because the other woman made them feel better about themselves. And so what is happening in the relationship? That's, that's something that, that needs to be looked at. Um, you know, I, I mean, starting at the beginning, you, you, if you're going to have a conversation with your partner about this sort of thing, you know, you start off with showing the proof and then you you call out your feelings. You know, I feel betrayed. I feel hurt. What do you want? Do you want to stay in this relationship? Mm-hmm. Because I don't know what the issues are. I don't know what happened. Right. right. right? So yeah. so I can't speak to that. You know, she may have been doing everything she could possibly do. She mm-hmm. may have been the model wife, and it's just he has such a dysfunction. Right. That's what I thought, and said I said to her, "Listen, don't own this. It's, you don't own this. He owns it. Right. It depends. We have a caller for you. Okay. Um, you know, again, it depends on the situation. This is an incomplete story, right? Totally. I, I can't yeah. ask any questions, so I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So it's it's. You know, getting therapy, absolutely. You mm-hmm. have to go take some therapy if you're going to work through this together. If it is the end of the relationship and it's and it's just you dealing with your feelings and getting through this, meditation, meditation, meditation. It's going to change your brain structure, shrink that fight or flight, reduce the level of anger and anxiety that you're experiencing, increase your introspection and compassion, give you some insight and understanding about the situation and give you the tools to emotionally move past it faster. Okay, we have uh, three minutes. Mm-hmm. Zach is on the phone line, Star 570. Hi, Zach. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Not too bad. I just want to make a comment, I guess, on that uh, email you got. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, uh, I guess from a male perspective, I totally agree with what you guys were saying on, you know what, you can't change him, you know, and in the fact of you try in, uh, in a relationship, it's not just, you know, uh, you know, uh, just boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, it's, you know, your two best friends. And I think if someone's willing to betray their partner in that sense, I think, you know what, not only are you disrespecting them, but you're disrespecting yourself because you made that uh, agreement uh, emotionally. And I, but I also, you know, I understand that um, uh, you can become interested or not interested, but looking for that sense of, um, Validation. Yeah, validation, connection, say if it's not going sideways. But and, uh, as a male, or not just a male, but I, you know, I don't want to sound sexist, but I just uh, I think if it's the male who's looking for other things, I think he should be taking initiative and in saying to his partner, hey, this is, 
you know, I'm, I'm needing this, I'm needing attention, I'm needing whatever, you know, it is. But I think it's two people who need to take that responsibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Zach, I'm almost out of time. I thank you for that. And here's my thing. I'm, and I'm having this conversation with a girlfriend of mine. We have like one minute for you to do giveaways in a second. But he, she's ha- having issues, lots of them, in her relationship. And, you know, he's always like, he complains about the dinner she makes and just everything is really negative. And, uh, and I said to her, you know, maybe if he was complimentary, maybe he could inspire you. Mm-hmm. Inspire me to want to, you know... Be put in effort, but it gets into this place where there's none of that left. I'm not trying. I'm just trying to hurt you. You're trying to hurt me. There's nothing. Nobody's trying to inspire anyone anymore yeah. into into that good place. You know? Yeah. That's okay. A, giveaways. I'm sorry, Chantal. Giveaway time. It's almost out. We're almost out of time. This is a busy month for me. Um, so what I'm doing is uh, I, I got the. Um, all About Women show in Mississauga in the International Center coming up this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'm going to give out two sets of two tickets. All you have to do is send me an email, of course, with the words, I'm in. Let me know that you want those tickets, and I will have them waiting for you. So the first two people to email me that are going to get two tickets. And I'm also giving two sets of two tickets to my seminar, which is April 28th in Toronto. If you know where the CN Tower is, it's right there in that hotel. It's the Marriott. It used to be the Renaissance. So email me a... Selfie, this is for my fans. I mean, your book selfie. And I will send you two tickets to my upcoming seminar on April 28th. So the website is chantelhyde.com. Canada's Dating Coach. Coach.com. I should know that by, by now. the way, chantelhyde.com will bring you to Canada's Dating Coach. Well, there you so go. you're not off. <laughs> and you can find that email address there. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming this morning.